Welcome to the podcast. This is uh, episode four of A Life Well Lived. This episode is really interesting. It's about the history of uh, Morocco and the uh, traditional culture and music of uh, Morocco. And this interview is uh, kind of a talk given by Fatah Abu, who is the leader of this uh, group of Americans who play and sing Amazigh music. And some of them actually speak the language, which is called Tashlahid. And we got to tour around um, Morocco for two weeks and uh, meet a lot of great musicians and play for a lot of amazing people in a lot of amazing places. And the song at the end is uh, takes place at a cafe in Agadir and Matthew is singing the song and um, the interview starts up with uh, Fatah talking about um, how long he's been in the US and how the the perception of Morocco has changed so um, enjoy <laughs> I, I um, when I say to people Morocco, they think they will tell me Monaco. They didn't, they didn't even know. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like twenty one years ago. It, now with the, with the internet and things, I think people then then Morocco started being like this hot spot for the last um, I would say fifteen years. You know, then you start hearing about it, and there's also a lot of efforts that the, the country was putting into like tourism in order to, but before really people did not even know what the th thing is or or the whole thing of of the arab world see that thing of arab world that everybody hears if you put a question have you ever heard of any other world mm -hmm. there's no other world except for the arab world Mm -hmm. You know, there's no Asian word, there's no French word, Mercy there's no, word. you know, like questions like that. That's no, like no. something yeah. really, really yeah, important because it's an ideology that was shipped and everybody just like start like, like um, shoving it, you know, and eating it <laughs> and eating it. Then everybody goes, mm -hmm. yeah, the Arab world. It's like, what does it really mean? Yeah. You know, just that question that I gave have people always like seen other worlds, but one world, we have one world, then the Arab world. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> See what I mean? That's what Sana was saying too. She, she was like, people don't, when, when, she, when she goes yeah. in England or, or traveling around and she meets people, I'm, I'm from 
Morocco, they say, oh, you're Arab. Yeah, 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 exactly. You speak Arabic, yeah. Yeah. You just want to lay that one down for us just so we're all on the same page? Yeah. Of why why the the Arab generalization isn't... Yes. I'll just go back a little bit in, 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 in its history and um, the, the whole thing of, the, of this thing of Arab world, it, 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 it was born with Arab nationalism which was a reactionary um, uh, movement uh, that happened in Egypt and parts of the Levant, you know, you could call it at that time that was against the Turks because there was a movement, a nationalist movement that were called the Young Turks and they are the people that pushed for uh, making everything like more Turkish, right? So then there is a seed of some intellectuals, it started actually by Christians in Lebanon and Christians, it's not because those are the ones that felt that they don't have any other connections with the Ottomans, but the Muslims, they share religion, like with the with Muslims in there. So that's the seed of the, whole, of the whole thing. It was a reactionary movement. Then the British and the French, they cashed on that in order to kind of, of, of remove the Ottoman Empire and take control of the area. Right. That's the whole thing of Lawrence of Arabia that came in at a certain mm. time, and yeah. that was a, that was a it was he was basically a spy trying to raise the Arabs against the Ottomans. It's not for in liberation; it's just so that the British would have like yeah. a stronger stronger yeah. hand. So in a way, that that seed that was in there, that reactionary thing, what happens? It stayed. Then it has its ideologues at that time that were mm-hmm. forming this whole uh, ideology that's gonna counter the Ottoman Empire and it states to counter colonialism of the French and the British that were in that part of the world, right? Then it became a liberation, it, it became the fuel for the liberation movements, but it concerned the Arabs, it really didn't concern anyone else. The problem that happened in there is that there was never such a thing. People never looked at themselves as Arabs, as one group of Arabs. They would tell you, I'm Syrian, well, I am from the Arabic Peninsula. I am a Hijazi or I am a, you know, it's not, this whole thing of Arab is a construct. Only the Saudis thought that. Yes, yeah, of course. I mean, they didn't even think about it because, you know, when you think about your identity, it's like uh, you never really think about it until there's something that challenges it or um, that mirrors it. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Right. You don't right. just go around and go like, I'm an American. Hey, I'm, yeah. I'm an American. Okay. <laughs> you know. You know but, some people do. No, 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 no. No, no, what do you see what I mean? I'm American. You have to wait in line. Context. Context. That's what I was saying is that that's context. It's like when you see in these movies. You can't take me, I'm an American! You know, that thing that you always love was like, so what? But that's context also. <laughs> it doesn't happen in a vacuum, it's created through It's created through contextual, yeah. yes. That's, that's usually because identity is like an onion, and it's context. It really depends what we should, we have so many layers. 
It's like, I'll show the one that works for me in this context, and I'll show the other one. Like, for you guys, you go, if you go somewhere, like you travel somewhere, and you are in front of a custom, like, immigration person, they would ask you, American? You say, yeah, American. But here, you'd go like, oh, again, you see somebody from the Midwest or something, you go like, I'm from California, because you're feeling that you are from California. <laughs> No, I'm from New York, you know, like I'm a hot-headed person that would tell it to you straightforward. I'm from New York. You see, all these, all these little things. Identity is, is a funny thing. It's really, it's context that makes you, like, you want to say. It's a way to connect with someone. Yes, to connect with someone. And this thing that was born in there took, took the, the, the whole thing of nationalism that started in the late... 1800s started in Europe because this notion of nationalism never existed before. Actually, people didn't think about themselves that way. The nations started being created. Uh, France, they have their model of what a nation is. You know, it's they call it the Jacobin model. It's like French, the language French, Le Gaulois France. You know, which means nothing it's just it's it's of course fictitious foundation myth that everyone needs to form in order to make it to make a nation the germans came in late you know it was different kingdoms you know then they were put then it became germany later so yeah <laughs> italy too i mean 1880 something before there was an italy exactly there was no such a thing but what happens with these people is that this reactionary movement it kind of exported these ideas to North Africa, right? And these ideas, it was mixed in with national Arabism and liberation movements, a reactionary movement that's, uh, that's, that's against colonials. But it was packaged as if you have to be a pan-Arabist in order to be, to be like, uh, like uh, against the colonials. Mm which is against was, the French. Yes, yeah, so the French in Morocco, Algeria, Tunisia, Libya, it was Italy, you know, Egypt was was uh, so they were, British. They were colonizing themselves, right? Uh, was that? So the Arab the Arabs were colonizing they wanted you to change flavors. Yeah. Yeah. from the French flavors to well, yeah, their flavors. Right. So what what happened to them? Their flavor of colonization. What happened to them is that here is here is the the twist that happens to them. They took the religion of Islam, and they did this amalgam, mixed it with with Arabism, right? So basically, as if this this ideologues are telling you, if you take this thing, then you take it all together at once, mm -hmm. at once yeah. you know mm -hmm. of course north africa was predominantly you know muslim mm -hmm. at that time but their islam also is completely different yeah. it's an amazir islam very open very like they as this anthropologist said one time he said they were not muslim but they uh islam is it's like islam is amazirified <laughs> You know, they, they changed it in order to work for them because their customs, tribal customs, were way stronger than, mm -hmm. than the thing. It's like mm -hmm. stuff that doesn't work for them, they just go like... What happened is that this whole thing took shape in, in these countries like Morocco, Algeria, because the elite at that time were all um, following one ideology of Islam and Arabism. Mm. Right, then 
for for us in Morocco, that worked for the ruling uh, monarchy because because the monarchy in Morocco that we had for 400 years, they have no legitimacy except for religious legitimacy because they claim that they are the descendants of the Prophet of Islam. That means they are Arabs, right? That works for them. It's like you gave me, like, a, as we say in, in Morocco, the, the chicken with, it's you, with cumin. <laughs> like, it's, it's like you gave me it on a golden plate. You say you gave me a chicken with cumin. Like, everything is there. It's like, yes, I'll take this in order to cement my, my legitimacy. <laughs> so that's what happens to them. Then, like, I'll just talk about Morocco. Then they spread this whole thing of they wanted to create a nation after the French which is the opposite of anything that's francophone which is French then what what would make Morocco at that time who decides at that time it was the Sultan which is the later on they were called the king in Morocco and the surrounding elite of Fes you know the, these people they made up a whole thing that Morocco is gonna be a Muslim Arab country. The census of, of in 1962, 85% of the Moroccans spoke Tamazir, Berber, indigenous. Wow. 15% spoke, no, 10% spoke Darija, 5% spoke classical Arabic. Wow. Mm. Mm. 1962. 1962. So wow. what, what happens is that they were like, oh, we need now that we decided that this is our slogan, this is our agenda, this is how we want to run this new nation, well, we have a problem here. We run into a population that's completely different. Let's change this population and make it think that they are Arabs and keep hammering that in their brain. That was done through education, mm -hmm. public schools. Would you experience Right? Yes, like I you yeah, I was not allowed, you know, uh, in, in primary school to speak Tamazir. The teacher would smack me. What? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. That's a bad yes. Idea. It's like Native no. That's what they did. Native people here. Same, same thing. Yeah. And yeah. The history that you, you mentioned to me that brutalized. they told you about that the Berbers. Oh yes, then that's this thing that they teach us that I don't know that they made from. It's based on nothing, no science or anything. So, in Morocco, the official history, until actually 2015, the official history of Morocco started when Islam came. That means we never existed, mm. you know? We're just a bunch of nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a culture that's been there for like 5,000 years, but hey, nothing, you're nothing. It was a huge thing that happened. There were civilizations. The beginning of Catholicism started with the Berbers, with, with St. Augustine. Wow. Yes. You know, if you go like, yeah, like Catholic, not Christianity, Catholicism. Donatism, another type of Christianity that was at a certain time. Because it was at a certain time, the Donatism also was... <laughs> Which, what, what, it's called Donatism. It's, okay. it's, a, it's a branch, you know, that was old, started in North Africa because the Berbers, they did not want when part of, some of them were Christians at that time, they didn't want the Roman authority. They created their own branch of religion. 
so that not to follow the Roman authority. Do you know when that existed? I don't know exactly the, the time, but it could be like uh, 4th century, something like that. 4th century, yes. Yeah. So were they wiped out in the Crusades, or did they just sort of get... No, it just uh, got disintegrated, then when Islam came, then everything, you know, changed in that area. Yeah. So yeah, you can actually look it up, you know, to find about Donatism. So you said that was the official history until 2015, so did you learn this because you particularly wanted to research it, or was it actually offered? Oh, no, 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 I, li I like to, and I'm passionate of that stuff, since yeah. I was, like, really young. Then what happened in, in 57, when, when they pushed for the thing of Arabism, it created a reactional movement of the of the the Berbers that went to school they were like wait a minute <laughs> here I'm not an Arab you can't make of me Arab so that it was never a question for us because we're all indigenous people we all spoke you know our language it's like it's it was never felt threatened it was not threatened by uh, Greek it was not by Latin it was not threatened by Latin the best Berber writers of the time they wrote in, in Latin and Greek. Apollius. He has no like Apollius who wrote this this book, this novel called The Golden Ass. So there's this elite that started and it started as a movement of of uh, like a reactionary movement against Pan-Arabism. Pan-Arabism again is is it's like a, it's Arab nationalism in steroids. <laughs> Basically, is this a huge thing of these people that were were dreaming of having an Arab world, and it was actually two crazy people. I consider them crazy. It was Nasser in in uh, in Egypt, you know, Nasser, and it was Gaddafi in in Libya. These people are, and these people they made a whole thing and they ship it to the world. And here we go, you find journalists here in Washington Post still writing Arab uh, world. And they want sometimes to sit with the journalist and just say, can you tell me if there's an, another world <laughs> than the world that you're talking about, Arab world? What does it mean really to you? Mm -hmm. See how things, so, they, yeah. they get created and everybody takes it and then, you ha then they have power because of the medias and stuff mm -hmm. like that and they come from all these high schools like Harvard and stuff like that, then it's like, you don't question me because I have a Yale's degree, you know what I mean? Things like I'm that. I'm American! Yes, I'm American! Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, yeah, these little things that just simply, I'm not telling you that I know a lot, but you ask a person, just explain this to me. Like me, I grew up and I speak a complete language linguistically, uh, actually, linguistically, uh, categorized as a different uh, group or a different family and here I am in front of you born in Moroccan and you're telling me that I am an Arab yeah. so can you explain that to me yeah. you know what I mean just explain that to me and I'm in front of you I can speak with you like this language if you think that it's disappeared or, so, or something yeah. you see what I mean it's like yeah. you need to go and, and uh, it's so it, it for me, it really, it does not cross people's minds. They will tell you, yeah, we went to Morocco and stuff like that, and we went down south and we saw the Berbers and stuff like that. It was a great Arab country. Mm -hmm. oh. <laughs> you see what I mean? Well, you just said that you met the people that didn't speak the language or anything. Right. These are people that are still there and 
of course, people went through the process what they call it Arabization, as I said, but mostly I would call them Arabophones. It's like they speak, but they're not, they're not Arabs. Arabs in the, uh, in the Arabic Peninsula. That was about it. Andalusia. Mm -hmm. You know, Andalusia also. You think they would tell you the Arabs in Andalusia. 90% of the people were the Moors. They were North Africans mm -hmm. that were in Andalusia. Mm -hmm. Because they were, they were the elite that, that had the religious legitimacy. They just, they just claimed that they were descendants of the Prophet and they became the rulers. But if you talk about, when they will tell you like about Alhambra and they start talking about uh, the Arabs building the uh, Alhambra, Arabs don't build anything at that time because they were the elite, the ruling class, just because they claimed they were descendants of the prophets and he became their king and he has his family and extended family do you think it's them that are really working and building the alhambra mm -hmm. it was not them <laughs> you see what i mean they yeah. say how would this person these people it's the genius of a group of people that were moors jews and the 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 descendants of the Visigoths, you know, that were there at that time, like white people that were in there. It's that, that mixture of the people that actually made all those, those, those you know, edifices and that beauty that's made in there. It was, it was not the, the, you know, the king and all the geometry, all the mathematics. Do you think, do you think the sultan was sitting there and, and really, and, you know, doing engineering and stuff like that? No. But you see how, how these things are... Kind of unfair, you know, for, for, for. So, so that's where, like, me, I came from a reactionary movement. In the beginning, it was a bad reactionary movement, because I was, like, a teenager, just fiery. I had to go through rejecting everyone, <coughs> even rejecting Arabic. When I was, even Darija, where would we in Marrakesh, somebody doesn't know Darija, I just speak in my language to mm. them. And we, when they tell me, oh, I don't understand, I'm like, why well, it's your problem? Mm. You're living in this country. I was like, mm. But I was stupid, and I didn't understand the full picture of the thing, because that person that I was talking to is actually the victim of Arabization also. It's not about people, it's not about cultures. It's, then later on, the whole movement moved a good direction and it, it was the, this movement of, of, of the, the indigenous people it's, it's conserving the culture and they believe in what they call we believe in what we call liberal nationalism there's two types of nationalism liberal nationalism, romanticist nationalism romanticist nationalism is usually it's kind of dumb it's it's like a, it's it's built on ethnicity or what they think is race and us. Liberal nationalism is like yeah we can collaborate under a, a nation but with diversity, you know, which is the form like what we have in the United States because you can say as much as you can say in this country, except for the wackos from time to time that would come here and there. But it is a liberal liberal, liberal nationalist country in its institutions, more or less, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it really doesn't matter as long as you're respecting the laws and the constitution. As an ethnic, you can be a descendant of the Irish or Italians, even though all these people, they, didn't, they were not accepted in the beginning when they came here. It's like, or, or Jews or, you know, it's, 
people that have knowledge, they have power. It's always like that. And so many times they don't get things right and they just get embedded in a language mm -hmm. and it keeps going like, like that. I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, the, it's really, it's, it's bad. And there is, a, there is a, a book, even though the writer sometimes I'm not, you guys probably have seen it, it's called Orientalism by Edward Said. It's a, a, a famous book because maybe you know sometime you would you would you would come across it. It, it really like amazing points about about at a certain time how the West um, created um, uh, like they would create uh, like an idea about you or they would give you an identity, and that's how everybody follows it. And that's what Hollywood did at a certain time with different people. If you remember also talking about the same thing in the movies, if you go back like uh, just uh, 50s, 60s and how the Arab is, is always depicted, you know, and ink is depicted a certain way. And the blacks also, how they were depicted. Native Americans on Western, how they were depicted. Was it really true? It was not just because those people, they have power so they kind of make you women. <coughs> women, yeah, that's another another thing. Yeah, also, telling a story. The Orientalist painters, like for North Africa, because I know more about North Africa, they had paintings. Imagine Delacroix; he had paintings in the hammam of women in the hammam. Has he ever been to a hammam with women? No. So, but that's the picture that he created, and that's it. He's yeah. like. Yeah, you see what I mean? Then, he, <laughs> then, then, then that's how people... So, actually, Victor Hugo wrote about an, uh, Egypt. He's never set a foot in it. And people n knew th about Egypt through <laughs> Victor Hugo. <laughs> see how knowledge can make you, like, really, like, all this... Well, it's, yeah. the, it's the written word. I it's mean, the it's written like, word. Oh, it's published, so... You know, yeah, it's legitimacy. At, at a certain point, that it, it was like it was like a. Also, uh, just like a little thing when you mentioned women, um, when I came here, you know, I went to some um, belly dancing, you know, festivals and stuff like that. And there's there's this famous uh, belly dancing company here that was like huge. It's called Shahrazad. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Shahrazad. It's if if. Whatever they call Arabian, see, they call Arabian Nights to that, and it's not. It's Persian. Mm -hmm. It's Persian and and actually Indian. It's not. It, it's not even the names. You know, they were not. You know about the the story. You know of of of, of in Arabian Nights about about mm -hmm. Shahrazad. Mm -hmm. So most of the of the of the Orientalist painters they painted her in this see through. Uh, you know, veils with the, you know, voluptuous, uh, you know, breasts and, you know, like... But actually the, the book in itself, in, in the book, the character in the book was not about that. She was an intellect, like a strong intellect. So they missed the whole point. They stripped that woman from, from how smart she was and she, they just made her sexual object to the point that here, like you see women who are doing ballet dancers calling themselves Shahrazad just because they dance. It, Shahrazad was not that. <laughs> you know, it was absolutely the opposite of all of that. Because if you don't know the story of it, just a little bit so that it won't really go. It's this woman 
that there was this king who would marry a woman for a night and and if she, if he, he gets bored with her he would kill her the next the next day then this girl she asked her dad because he was a dignitary she told him i want to marry the king and the dad was like horrified is like my god so what she did and she married the king and she was able to stay that's why it's called 1001 nights because she would tell him this story she would pull it until the climax like the thing and she would stop she's like mm -mm, tomorrow i finished you <laughs> and by that she was able to change his mind and being this softer person and stuff like that that's what Shahrazad was so anyway, let's go, go, going back yeah, to going back to, to, to the thing of of, of Tanazicht, you know that we're doing. So what we're doing is that I was saying just starting from the sixties, and we had so the same thing in Algeria, same thing in Tunisia, and Libya was even worse, you know, still in Morocco because Morocco we have the most of the people that still speak the language just because of the mountains and and um, the barrier also down south. But what happened is that because of being marginalized and not privileged schools, good schools were all in cities where people spoke, you know, like Darija and that vernacular of Arabic. So, to the, and, and the way we are um, painted through the medias and stuff like that, that we are these people that were not civilized just people of the mountain, you know, that person in the mountain, not, nothing. Savages. Y y yes. Like probably, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, the word Berber came from that, you know, right. but that was a long time ago. But anyway, so what happened, it did create a, a complex of inferiority in the generations to come. Uh, not in all of them. You'd find the educated, they have like pride sometimes even zealous pride too much of it do <laughs> you want to tone it down <laughs> but <laughs> but there is a, a lot of the people that, that felt you know that they are not worth anything so what they would do when they go to the city they would start not speaking to their children in Tamazight I remember me this is just in the in the 90s early 90s in Marrakesh I'll be in the bus uh, you'd you'd see like two like imaziran when they talk in the bus they just whisper mm -hmm. to each other because they they don't want other people to look at them as being like really so so they start teaching people are starting to teach Arabic to their to their children they don't want them to speak the language so there is this that there is that you know then the, what happened also is that the culture of course the institutions for a long time hasn't been supporting that culture at all it's just like let's just leave this stuff to die you know because we just want there were even like some some uh, um, thinkers at that time that were wrote some books and said we need a systematic thing to get rid of all of this in order to just have arabic and islam should be the thing of the country you know let's push for arabism even more so we were holding by like a thin thread for for a long time uh, i wouldn't say luckily but for us luckily mm. september 11 happened mm. <laughs> you see what i mean <clears throat> right. ah. 
then everybody is trying to dissociate from all this, from Arabs. I've seen people here that used to tell in Moroccan game, yeah, I'm an Arab and stuff like that. They're like, no, 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 I'm North African. Mm. I'm not Arab. But even like with the countries, they were cutting ties with that whole stuff that's coming, like, you know, Pan-Arabism plus Wahhabism, which is like the, the crazy Islam from Arabia that was coming. Uh, uh, the the uh, governments are starting to cut ties, you know, from, from, from that. Then things are changing. Then 2011, the king of Morocco um, uh, accepted, changed the constitution and recognized Tamazight as the second official language and started pushing for like, well, we need to start teaching it in school. They created the, the, the institute, institute that we visited, you know, for like research and stuff like that. Yes, there are all those things, but there was a lot of damage that was done. <clears throat> that damage that was done, you'd see it in the, in the art. The art was folklorized. It, it folklorized for us what it meant is that it got stripped from its context and it just became this a little, this group a of museum piece. A museum right? piece. Yes. It's so much the same here with the, the indigenous. Yes, exactly. So, same thing, you know, that's happening because they would bring these people from Ahwash, Ahwash, which is the tribal dance. It's a very elaborate thing. They would do whole night. There's improv in poetry. There's so many things. But they would bring them and they would say, oh, you perform for 30 minutes. Just do the movement. Just dress up and do the movement so that we can film you and stuff like that. Yes. Then they called it the folklore of those guys, you know, which was a deep, deep culture. So what we are doing, going back to that, is that, uh, and I know you guys don't see it, Yet, but you'd see what I mean, is that you are so contributing in adding value to this thing. And as if you're saying to the people, not the people that were conscious, the people that, like the simple person that thinks that their culture, their music is worth nothing, seeing a person from a whole different culture or an American doing it, it makes them think at least, then you'd, you see the pride that comes back in these people. They go like, wow, my, my God, this, I'll give you an example. It's like you're cooking something in your kitchen all the time, but you're just, uh, then one time you presented it, you know, then somebody's like, can you give me the, the recipe for that? That is amazing what you just did right now. I guess, I guess I'm good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it does add that. It's, of course, you know, this is what, what we're doing here. We're having fun, of course, and learning something. But that side effect is not small. Mm. We're not focusing on it. That's not what we're putting. We're not looking for it. That's why we're getting all these people right now, like, calling us, wanting to do these things with us, because uh, it's a good way that we're going about it. We're just doing our thing, you mm. know what I mean? But it starts growing, and really, I see people's comments on everything that was put in there, and how people like look at that. And sometimes they really go, they always go like, "I need to start learning this. I grew up in this. I don't even know it. That's enough for us. You know what I mean? That for me, that's that's enough. You know, I don't want anything else. I just want these people 
to think that their culture is the same as any other culture in the world, no less, no more, and it deserves to be, keep it. It's a treasure that you have, keep it, you know, and it's old. Mm-hmm. It's so old, like really, the language is so old. It's, it's, it's a miracle that it survived. Mm-hmm. It survived all these other languages, it didn't die. Mm-hmm. And there were its contemporaries that were gone. You know, Latin is in the Vatican right now, who is Latin, anything. Mm-hmm. And these people, they, but it, 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 it was kept. <coughs> old Egyptian is the same, you know, most of the Kushik languages, you know, Chadic, some of the Chadic languages were gone, all of that. And they survived. Uh, to, to this day, there were. Imagine we had in, in the south, close to Tata, when we went last time, we used to have about 12 kilometers of uh, pictographs and tifina that were on, on the rocks from like more than 3,500 years ago. 12 kilometers? Now we have one kilometer. Oh my god. Because nobody really cares for it, or nobody's just like. People they they take those things they build with them or you know anything. there's so so much you know just because the the government and these people were turning an eye because they just want they were just we just turn an eye maybe this thing is gonna die but they were wrong when they start in 2011 when they start the people like come in and you see the flag of Emazirmilo come in and stuff like that they're like holy shit these <laughs> this, these people are into something you know we have to. <clears throat> So then you can find them anywhere. That flag, you know, that it's a cultural flag. You find it in Canary Islands because the, the Guanches are Berbers, you know. Mm. That's yeah. cool. Canary Islands, you know, the indigenous people, you know, they're, they're uh, uh, Tenerife, you know, Tenerife. Tenerife. Yeah, that's oh, the Tamazic. Tenerife. Yeah. Ten, oh, wow. Yeah, Erifi. You know, Erifi is so like, cool. uh, uh, I'm, I'm thirsty. Mm-hmm. The one with thirst. Uh, thirst. Mm. So many words in there. How, nomad. Nomad, the name nomad, it comes from Numidia. Tinumida. That's why the French say nomad, because at a certain time when they say nomads, they meant the people of North Africa. That's where the word, yeah, it comes from. N- n- yeah, Numidia. So for the, the Tiffany that's in the rocks. Yes. What is it? How long? What is that date to? How far back is it? You know, they were saved approximately 3,500 years or even older. Yeah. Uh, and was the population large at that time? Was the climate different? The climate was definitely different because of the pictographs that were in there. They were like um, giraffes, uh, rhinos. So it must have been at that time like. A, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. So the population was larger. It was definitely large. I mean. For that, for for the area, like uh, you know, that edge, because there's desertification also that happened, and the Sahara expands, it still does. So where do they, where do they think those folks came from, or did they come from? Well, it's the, uh, the those are the indigenous people. Now uh, in 2017, the oldest remains of of a sapien, it's not anymore West Africa, it's Morocco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a, they pushed it another hundred thousand years. Uh-huh. So 300,000, how would you say that again? 315,000. Yeah, 315,000 years now. And it was found in, in, in the mountain of Irud. It, that means the, there were people there, and those are the, the, the indigenous people. For, of course, you can't call them Imazir on that time because they were just, you know, what knows what they, what they yeah. spoke. But the Sapiens. first people in record... Sapiens. 
safes. That were <laughs> the safes. Yeah. Classic safe. It's, a, it's a very interesting, it's an interesting area. It's a really interesting area. It's like it should be, this stuff should be preserved. Yeah. But these people, they decided to just go like, you know, like this stuff is just, just for an ideology and in order to stay in power. That's all. That's all yeah, the same thing happened in Europe during the Renaissance. It's just like, ah, we don't know. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. exist. That's nothing. Yes. That's not important. Just yeah. become a good Catholic. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, same th same thing. You know, that's uh, that's that's happened in so many cultures. So just you know, that's a little bit of a, the context, my friend. So yeah, maybe some you know so just much. at that yeah. time, if, yeah. if people because I know people would be asking you and stuff like that, and if, you know from time to time maybe someday we'll do like a, a tagine or something then we just talk you know about the stuff it's in, just in if people ask you at that time I, I know they will ask you and it's not then at least you know you have like a background in order so to there's probably you know. no way to trace back the instruments is there i mean a, it's a hard. single string instrument is a single string instrument but as simple as it gets it's very hard we have so much that was destroyed uh, so many uh, records. We don't have a lot of records, mm -hmm. you know. A lot of stuff, starting with the, with this dynasty called Almoravids in the 10th century, then to the Almohads. They were like basically they were Berbers, and these are like the ISIS, ISIS of now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, they destroyed everything that was mm -hmm. like connected to the because of for, for them Islam is everything. Mm -hmm. So we have so much stuff that's destroyed, but. It always comes out from the ashes, because it's it's um it's a the Berbers are very resilient people, like really really resilient. Um, there's this uh, uh, Algerian Kabylian comedian Feleg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've never seen him. Um, it's really funny. So he was yeah he when he talked about about. <laughs> He said, like, the Romans, they came, we throw them away. <laughs> he said, you know, they, no, they started the Phoenicians. They wanted to come. We were like, we'll just do the trade. We got rid of them. He said, the Romans, they came, we threw them. The Byzantine, they came, we threw them. The Arabs, oh, the Arabs. That's what he said. He said, they got us. <laughs> he said, because they look like us, we don't know who is who. <laughs> some music my friends
Bye-bye.